Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And how the dickens are you all? I am wonderful. <laughs> I am. Oh, I, do you know what? I am so excited today because I um, I have got some exciting news. And I'm going to share it with you all. You probably won't be at all interested, but I'm going to share it anyway. So, <clears throat> I have my job at the hospital, which I love. I don't work at the hospital on a Wednesday. And I've found out last week that I'm going to be working at the library on a Wednesday. And in the mornings, I'm going to be doing um, story time. So telling stories for half an hour to the to the little children. And last night I decided to start my own little job from home, working from home. So I'm going to have three jobs <laughs> and not one of them sounds or I consider to be really hard work because I love all of them so I love what I do at the hospital so that doesn't really make it hard work I love libraries and I love reading to children so I know that I'm going to enjoy that and I already do lots and lots of knitting and my my own business my own job from home is knitting baby clothes and blankets and I already do that anyway and I love doing it it's more of a hobby so that's not going to be hard work either so I'm going to have three jobs that <laughs> that aren't hard work <laughs> how lucky am I so have you got any exciting news that you want to share oh I don't know there's lots and lots of things that could be considered exciting maybe you've got a new pet or um I don't know maybe a new brother or sister or um maybe you're going out somewhere really really exciting really special so share your exciting news with me um because I love to know these things anyhow the story this is what I have come to read you. <laughs> I hope you're all well and I hope you're all looking forward to the story today and we're going to find out about the land at the top of the faraway tree that Joe has just discovered. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it is chapter eight and it's called Joe and the Magic Snowman. Ooh. So Moonface was most upset to see Joe disappear. I told him not to. I told him, he groaned. You didn't, sobbed Franny. Your mouth was full of toffee and all you could say was oobble oobble oobble. And how could we know what that was that meant? Oh, where's Joe now? asked Beth quite pale with shock. Yes, indeed. Where was Joe? Someone had lifted him right off the ladder up 
into the land of ice and snow. And there, strangely enough, the moon and the sun were in the sky at the same time, one at one side and the other opposite, both shining with a pale light. <sighs> Joe shivered, for it was very cold. He looked up to see what had lifted him off the ladder, and he saw in front of him a big, strange creature, a snowman. He was just like the snowman men Joe had made so often in the winter time, round and fat and white, with an old hat stuck on his head and a carrot for his nose. This is luck, said the snowman, in a soft, snowy sort of voice. I've been standing by that hole for days, waiting for a seal to come up. And you came. Oh, said Joe, remembering that seals came up to breathe through holes in the ice. That wasn't a water hole, that was the hole that led down the faraway tree. I want to go back, please. Oh, the hole has closed up, said the snowman. <gasps> Joe looked, and to his great dismay he saw that a thick layer of ice had formed over the hole, so thick that he knew perfectly well he could never break through it. Whatever shall I do now, he said. Just what I tell you, said the snowman with a grin. This is splendid. In this dull and silent land, there is nothing but polar bears and seals and penguins. I've often wanted someone to talk to. Oh, well, how did you get here? asked Joe, wrapping his coat firmly around him, for he was bitterly cold. Ah, that is a long story, said the snowman. I was made by some children long ago, and when they finished me, they laughed at me and threw stones at me to break me up. So that night I crept away here and made myself king. But what's the good of being king if you've only bears and things to talk to? What I really want is a good servant who can talk my language. And now you've come. But I don't want to be your servant, said Joe indignantly. Nonsense, said the snowman, said Joe. And he gave Joe, sorry, nonsense, said the snowman. And he gave Joe a push that nearly sent him over. Then on big, flat snow feet, he moved forward to where there was a low wall of snow. Make me a good house, he said. But I don't know how to, said Joe. Oh, just cut blocks of this stiff, icy snow and build them up one on top of another, said the snowman. When you've finished, I'll give you a warm coat to wear 
Then you won't shiver so much. Well, Joe didn't see what he could do but obey. So he picked up a shovel that was lying by the wall and began to cut big bricks of frozen snow. When he had cut about 20, he stopped and placed them on top of one another until one side of the round house was made. Then he began to cut snow bricks again, wondering all the time how in the world he would ever be able to escape from this strange land. Joe had often built little snow houses of soft snow in his garden at home during the winter. Now he had made a big one with proper snow blocks as hard as bricks. He quite enjoyed it, though he did wish the girls were here too. When he had finished it and made a nice rounded roof, the snowman came shuffling up. Very nice, he said. Very nice indeed. I can just get in, I think. He squeezed his big snow body inside and threw out a coat, a thick, thick coat, for Joe made of wool, as soft and as white as the snow all around. Joe put it on very thankfully. Then he tried to squeeze in after the snowman, for he wanted to be out of the cold, icy wind too. But he was so squashed between the snowman and the walls of the snow house that he couldn't breathe. Don't push so, said the snowman disagreeably. Move up. I can't, gasped poor Joe. He felt quite certain that it would be pushed right out of the snow hut through a hole in the wall. Just then, there came a curious grunt at the doorway. The snowman called out at once. Is that you, Furry? Take this boy to your home under the ice. He's a nuisance here. He keeps squashing me. Joe looked up to see who Furry was and he saw a great white bear looking in. The bear had a stupid but kind look on his face. Oof, said the bear, and pulled Joe out into the open air. Joe knew it was no use to struggle. Nobody could get away from a bear as big as that. But the bear was certainly very kindly. Oof, he said to Joe, with a loud grunting noise. I don't know what you mean, said Joe. The bear said no more. He just took Joe along with him, half carrying the little boy, for Joe found the way very slippery indeed. They came to a hole that led under the ice and snow. The bear pushed Joe down it, and to Joe's surprise, he found there was a big room underneath with five bears there, big and little. It was quite warm there too. Joe was astonished, for there was no heater, of course. Oof, said all the bears politely. Oof, said Joe. That pleased the bears very much indeed. They came and shook paws with Joe very solemnly and oomphed all over him. Joe liked the look of the bears much more than he liked the look of the snowman. 
he thought perhaps they might help him to escape from this silly land of ice and snow. Could you tell me the way back to the faraway tree? He asked the bears politely and clearly. The bears looked at one another and then oomphed at Joe. It was quite clear that they didn't understand a word he said. Never mind, said Joe with a sigh, and made up his mind to put up with things till he could see a way to escape. The snowman was a great nuisance. No sooner did Joe settle himself down for a nap, leaning his head against the big warm body of a bear, than there came a call from the snow house. Hey, boy, come here and play dominoes with me. So Joe had to go and play dominoes and as the snowman wouldn't let him come into the house because he said he was squashed, Joe had to sit at the doorway and play and he nearly froze to bits. Then another time, just as he was eating a nice bit of fried fish that one of the bears had kindly cooked for him, the snowman shouted to him to come and make a window in his house. And Joe had to hurry off and cut a sheet of clear ice to fit into one side of the snow house for a window. Really, that snowman was a perfect nuisance. I wish to goodness I'd never stepped into this silly land, thought Joe a hundred times. It's a good job the bears are so nice to me. I only wish they could say something else besides oomph. Joe wondered what Beth and Franny were doing. Were they very upset when he didn't come back? Would they go home and tell their father and mother what had happened? Beth and Franny were upset. It had been dreadful to see poor Joe disappear through the cloud like that. <clears throat> Moonface looked very solemn too. He could speak quite well now that he had swallowed all his toffee. We must rescue him, he said, his face shining like the full moon. How? asked the girls. I must think, said Moonface. And he shut his eyes. His head swelled up with his thinking. He opened his eyes and nodded his head. We'll go to Goldilocks and the three bears, he said. Her bears know the land of ice and snow. She might be able to help Joe that way. But where does Goldilocks live? asked Beth in wonder. I thought she was just a fairy tale. Good gracious, no, said Moonface. Come on, we'll have to catch the train. What train? asked Franny in astonishment. Oh, wait and see, said Moonface. Hurry now, go down the slippery slip and wait for me at the bottom. Well, what do you think of that then? <laughs> Maybe Goldilocks isn't just a fairy tale. Maybe she really does exist and live with her three bears. <laughs> what do you think? I think that uh, building, do you know what the, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat again. Do you know what the um, house was called that um, Joe built out of those big bricks and blocks of ice? I think he built an igloo, which is where Eskimos live in the snow. And apparently, I don't know because I've never 
never been in one, but apparently they are quite warm inside. <laughs> so, oh my goodness me, um, I am going to go now. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Don't forget, if you've had any exciting news, share it with me. I love hearing other people's exciting news. <laughs> and come back and join me tomorrow. And don't forget also, if you've got any suggestions for stories that you would like, let me know that as well. All these messages I'm asking you to send me. <laughs> anyway, I will go and I will see you all again tomorrow. Make sure that you, you're good and that you take care. And, you know, you stay safe. <laughs> all right. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye for now.